0: part 10 of the birth of professional rugby league in australia selections from the sydney morning herald 1907 to 1908 this librivox recording is in the public domain the new south wales rugby league the first season opens 18th of april to 21st of april 1908 saturday the 18th of april 1908 THE WINTER SPORTS With the precious ashes firmly returned to our possession, we can look back with satisfaction to the cricket season, which formerly closed a week ago. There may have been other times when our men have played more convincingly, even as against an appreciably better English combination, but there have been few seasons in which the cricket interest has been more intense. With us, however, game treads hot on the heels of game, and today we have the opening of the football season, stuffed with more promise of exciting play than any that has preceded it. The very richness of the programme is a witness to the extraordinary strides which football has made in popular favour during the last few years. It seems but yesterday it was a serious game only in Sydney and a few of the larger provincial centres. Today there is not a town and scarcely a country village which has not its club and its goalposts among the schools it might even be possible to find more footballers than cricketers but the game is mostly rugby the efforts to popularise the british association game and the australian game which by the way has a gathering of its clans in victoria this winter though they cannot be said to have been without result have had a result which is small comparatively this conquering march of the more strenuous and bone-endangering form of the game may cause those who like to take their sport in milder and more seemly way to grieve not a little but so long as people really play the more strenuous if rougher game we may rather congratulate ourselves than otherwise that the choice has fallen as it has this season however we are to have a surfeit of big events the redoubtable all-blacks play here again and were there no other attraction we can conceive that their visit alone would ensure a season of entertainment new zealand however is also sending us a maori professional team and an amateur university representation on top of this we are to have the english amateurs after they have played through their programme of matches in new zealand add the interstate and country matches and we have surely a stimulating prospect we may contemplate the incoming of the host of opponents from without the State with much less apprehension than would have been possible a short time ago. Our standard of play has been gradually improving, and we can fairly hope that the results of our meetings with the New Zealand and English teams will prove how great the improvement has been. We have, however, to take into account the new element of professionalism which has crept into the sport this year, The lately formed New South Wales League may deny that it exists to foster professionalism, but the public will scarcely appreciate the distinction which it draws between compensation to players for loss of time and straight-out remuneration for their services. Professionalism has killed every other sport it has touched. As everyone knows, it killed sculling, a sport which in the days of beach drew bigger crowds than ever football or cricket has done since and it killed running and cycling. Whether football will escape unscathed remains to be seen. It is too new a development, both here and in New Zealand, to enable us yet to judge of the effect. But the odds are heavily in favour of its being harmful. When professionalism comes in at the door, the spirit of sport generally prepares to fly out of the window. While amateurism holds the preponderating place in the game, however, the immediate effect of the professional intrusion will most probably be to quicken rivalry and provide those who take their sport vicariously with more exciting entertainments. That, however, is quite a different thing from furthering the sport of rugby football as a national game. Our winter programme, however, does not end with football of whatever variety. We shall have played, off and on, an Australian court, the Davis Cup final, the blue-ribbon event of international tennis that this should happen so is sufficient evidence of the important place which tennis now holds in our repertory of games tennis is one of the few outdoor games in which women are practically on an equality with men and for this reason if no other its growth in popularity is a welcome development the less familiar games of hockey hurling and lacrosse bravely maintain their struggle for acclimatisation and while it cannot be said they are making any astonishing progress they have each their little circle of devotees who determinedly cherish a hope of more appreciation in years to come then we have the dignified and leisurely game of bowls a game not for giddy-pated youth but for citizens of girth and years and worship the winter is to see innumerable inter-club matches of importance not to speak of the momentous contest between victoria and new south wales and new zealand above all and beyond all there is the transcendent game of golf, which is still not a game, but a sacred rite. And while the general population is perspiring over the more lowly forms of exercise and recreation, the elect of golf will be put in wickedly on a thousand greens. There is national comfort in the thought. Football. Local competitions. The season will open today for Metropolitan Union matches, the league will play scratch engagements. The season proper opening on Monday. Scratch matches will be played also today by the Australian Rules League and British Association. The fixtures are League Rugby, 1st Grade Glebe vs Western Suburbs at Wentworth Park, 3 o'clock Referee, Mr F Henlon Balmain vs Newtown at Birch Grove Oval, 3.15 o'clock Referee, Mr Hooper Eastern Suburbs versus North Sydney at Birchgrove, 2 o'clock. Referee, Mr. G. Boss. South Sydney versus Newcastle at Wentworth Park, 3.15 o'clock. Referee, Mr. T. Costello. Second Grade. Newtown versus Balmain at Birchgrove, 2 o'clock. Eastern Suburbs versus North Sydney at Birchgrove at 3.15. Glebe versus Western Suburbs at Rosebury Park at 3.15 South Sydney vs Enfield at Botany at three o'clock Third Grade Sydney vs Balmain at Birchgrove at three hundred fifteen, Eastern Suburbs vs North Sydney at North Sydney Oval at three o'clock, Glebe vs Newtown at Rosebury Park at two o'clock, South Sydney vs Dremoyne at Botany two o'clock. First class and first grade fixtures The following are the first class and first grade fixtures for the season. Royal Agricultural Shield April twentieth Glebe vs Newcastle, Wentworth Park, Eastern Suburbs vs Newtown, Wentworth Park, Balmain vs Western Suburbs, Birchgrove Park, South Sydney vs North Sydney, Birchgrove Park April twenty fifth, Newtown vs. Glebe, Western Suburbs vs South Sydney, North Sydney vs Balmain, Newcastle vs Eastern Suburbs. May the second, All Black vs. New South Wales, Sydney May 6th All Black vs. New South Wales, Sydney May 9th All Black vs. Australia, Sydney May 16th Glebe vs. North Sydney Eastern Suburbs vs. Western Suburbs Balmain vs. Newtown South Sydney vs. Newcastle May 23rd Eastern Suburbs vs. North Sydney Balmain vs. Newcastle Glebe vs. Western Suburbs South Sydney vs Newtown May thirtieth, Glebe vs South Sydney, Balmain vs Eastern Suburbs, Newcastle vs Newtown, North Sydney vs Western Suburbs, All Black vs Australia, Sydney, Maori vs New South Wales, June sixth, All Black vs Australia, Sydney, June eighth, Maori vs New South Wales, June tenth, Maori vs New South Wales, June 13th, Maori vs. New South Wales. June 20th, Balmain vs. Glebe, South Sydney vs. Eastern Suburbs, Newcastle vs. North Sydney, Western Suburbs vs. Newtown. June 27th, Glebe vs. Eastern Suburbs, South Sydney vs. Balmain, Newcastle vs. Western Suburbs, Newtown vs. North Sydney. Second Round July 4th, Glebe vs. Newcastle, Eastern Suburbs vs. Newtown Balmain vs. Western Suburbs South Sydney vs. North Sydney July 8th New South Wales vs. Queensland, Sydney July 11th New South Wales vs. Queensland, Sydney July 18th Eastern Suburbs vs. Newcastle Newtown vs. Glebe Western Suburbs vs. South Sydney North Sydney vs. Balmain July 25th Maori vs. New South Wales august first Maori vs New South Wales august third Maori vs New South Wales august fifteenth glebe vs north Sydney eastern suburbs vs western suburbs balmain vs newtown south sydney vs newcastle august twenty second eastern suburbs vs north sydney balmain vs newcastle glebe vs western suburbs south sydney vs newcastle August twenty ninth, Glebe vs. South Sydney, Balmain vs. Eastern Suburbs, Newcastle vs. Newtown, North Sydney vs. Western Suburbs. September 5th, Balmain vs. Glebe, South Sydney vs. Eastern Suburbs, Newcastle vs. North Sydney, Western Suburbs vs. Newtown. September 12th, Glebe vs. Eastern Suburbs, South Sydney vs. Balmain, Newcastle vs. Western Suburbs. NEWTOWN VS NORTH SYDNEY TUESDAY 21ST OF APRIL 1908 FOOTBALL NEW SOUTH WALES LEAGUE OPENING OF THE SEASON SOME OF THE FEATURES YESTERDAY THE SEASON FOR THE LEAGUE OPENED WITH SOME FIRST GRADE MATCHES AND A MIXED LOT OF PLAYERS THE CHIEF FEATURES IN THE PLAY AS DISTINCT FROM RUGBY WERE THAT THERE WAS VERY LITTLE KICKING FOR THE BOUNDARY FINDING THE LINE AS IT IS CALLED It was generally to the player's advantage to keep the ball in the field, although boundaries were admissible from penalty kicks. When players punted over the side boundaries, except by penalty kicks, the ball was recalled to the place kicked from and a scrum formed. There was consequently no line-out and throw-in. When the ball went out accidentally or a player ran out with it or was forced out, a scrum ten yards from the spot in the field of play was formed. Charging an opponent about to take a mark was prohibited, the penalty for infringement of this rule being a free kick. Charges were not allowed at free kicks either, nor were the defenders permitted to rush out when a ball was placed to disconcert a probable goal kicker. They were also not permitted to jump up or extend their hands to try to touch the ball in its flight from a place kick. All they could do was to stand two or three in a line at the mark, and spread themselves with their backs to the kicker, and their elbows stuck out. After a try had been scored but no goal followed, the ball was brought out to centre, and drop-kicked. If a goal was scored, the ball was placed and kicked from centre as in old rugby. When a man was tackled with the ball in his possession, he had to put the ball down and play it with his feet if he could lifting the feet in the scrum was penalised by free kicks and no break from the scrum was allowed by either side till the ball was clear in placing the ball in the scrums it had to be thrown in from shoulder high not placed in underhand or lobbed in when the ball was forced a twenty five yard punt or drop kick was allowed to the side forcing the knock-on was liberally construed if a man knocked on in the air and then caught the ball he was allowed to go on with it so long as it did not touch the ground. Generally speaking, the players yesterday showed that they had become conversant with the new rules, which certainly make a game between two good teams open and fast, with scrums only a second or two in duration. The eastern suburbs and Newtown teams gave a capital display, but the latter were absolutely to a standstill at the finish. The game between Glebe and Newcastle was of far inferior quality, Although there were some capital players on each side. Agricultural Shield and Medals Newtown vs Eastern Suburbs. Played on Wentworth Park and won by Eastern Suburbs by 32 points to 16. About three thousand persons witnessed the game. Teams Newtown, Hereford, Back, Burdett, Scott, Cheadle, and Fairbairn, three quarters, Manton and Macfarlane, halves. Hamill, noble courtney mackintosh williams powell forwards eastern suburbs fry back Stunt, smith brown and frawley three-quarters rosenfelt and dalpuget halves mabel jones o'malley brackenrig pierce and flegg forwards mr e hooper referee newtown won the toss and played with the sun behind them from the kick-off the game was fast eastern suburbs rushed the ball to the newtown line but the defenders repulsed the assault and carried the ball into eastern suburbs territory excellent dribbling by newtown and quick work along the wing by a newtown three-quarter puzzled the easterners and scott securing at centre dodged fast through the pack and scored behind the posts he added the goal points himself newtown five points eastern suburbs nil from centre eastern suburbs assumed the offensive and mabel darted off with smith in close attendance smith took the pass and scored near the posts dalpuget added the goal points five all this success was followed by another score for east dalpuget getting a try on the wing no goal was added eastern suburbs eight to five points manton made a brilliant run from his quarter for newtown but his pass was mulled and Frawley saved the play was full of merit all the men being fully extended scott was in splendid form for newtown and proved himself a top notcher. The scrum work was quick, Newtown being the cleverer from the break up at one stage. After an even spell, Frawley, Flegg, Rosenfeldt, and Stunts were participants in a fine passing rush. Stunts getting across the line easily, Rosenfeldt failed at goal. Eastern suburbs 11 to 5. A weak kick out of bounds by Fry caused his side some trouble, but after a spell on the defensive, the Easterners cleared their line only to find it again assaulted. Williams scored a fine try for Newtown, and Scott added the goal points. Eastern Suburbs 11 points, Newtown 10 points. Subsequent play was extremely fast. Smith of the Easterners injured his shoulder and retiring. Miller took his place. Burdett also retired from Newtown's side, and hunger filled the vacancy. In play after the spell, Dalpoget secured and passed to Stunts who raced for the line and running round behind it scored a try which Jones converted, Eastern Suburbs sixteen, Newtown ten. A great dribble by three Newtown men was stopped by Fry. Shortly afterwards Brown for East broke away and scored a try which Brackenrig failed to convert. Eastern suburbs nineteen to ten. Newtown began to show symptoms of distress, the pace having been a cracker. D'Alpugier, Rosenfeld and Stunts passed well, and the fast runner again beat all opposition and scored near the posts. Brown missed the goal. Eastern Suburbs 22-10 to 10. A rally by Newtown was effective, Scott again scoring for them, but Hereford failed to add the goal points. Eastern Suburbs 22, Newtown 13 Stunts scored another try for East and Jones converted. Eastern Suburbs 27, Newtown 13. Miller was the next to add a try for East after taking a short pass from Fry. Stunts missed the goal. Eastern Suburbs 30, Newtown 13. Miller kicked a field goal for East, placing the Eastern men 19 points in the lead. Newtown were practically run to a standstill and even men who had free kicks did not follow up their weak efforts. Manton was the solitary exception for his side. After a couple of dashes, finding his passes were not taken, he secured, and dodging six opponents scored behind the posts. Cheadle's kick was a failure. Stunts and a Newtown player came to blows, and Brown separated them. Three onlookers jumped over the fence to come to the aid of the Newtown men, and play was stopped till they retired. The game ended shortly afterwards with the score, Eastern Suburbs, 32, Newtown, 16. Glebe versus Newcastle. These teams met on Wentworth Park, Glebe winning an indifferent exhibition by 8 points to 5. Teams, Glebe, Prendergast, Back, Edwards, Ryan, Ogard and Wright, 3 quarters, Davis and Holloway, 5 eighths, Burden, Moroney, Pierce, Moyer, venus and mccabe forwards newcastle smith back bailey mcginnis and coleman three-quarters patfield scrum half hardy and lawson five-eighths bartley carpenter croft nicholson k and richardson forwards mr t costello referee glebe had the sun in their faces for the first half and the play like the preceding one became very fast from the kick-off too fast to last on the hot day newcastle opened the scoring a rattling piece of work in which lawson croft and bailey figured ended in the last name dropping across the line although tackled and scoring near the corner flag mcginnis made a good kick at goal which however added no points newcastle three glebe nil k of newcastle had a finger broken and had to retire his place being taken by e smith lively work by both teams elicited cheers Glebe had the better of it at the finish, but Burden dropped the ball near the line, and a good scoring position was turned into a force by Newcastle. Scrums were frequent, but none were of longer duration than about six seconds. After repeated assaults on the Newcastle line, Davis got across for Glebe and scored a try, which Ogard failed to convert. Glebe had made four ineffectual attempts to kick goals from places, each succeeding one being worse than its predecessor, Glebe three, Newcastle three. Ogard secured from a pass out to the wing and centring to Venus, the latter scored a try, which Moyer converted amid cheers and laughter. Glebe eight, Newcastle three. Towards the end of the first half, the game slowed somewhat, and there was some disposition to talk amongst the players. The half ended with the scores unaltered. Newcastle resumed with a man short after the spell, but their pack was very willing and their scrum-worker got the ball neatly away to his backs, time after time. At intervals, the northerner's passing was clean and timely. For lifting the feet in the scrum, Glebe were penalised, but both teams frequently offended in this direction, and the ball was generally put into the scrum incorrectly. A complete lack of brilliancy characterised this half, Glebe especially failing to show the requisite cohesion bailey kicked a penalty goal for newcastle to liven matters up there was a whistle fantasia during the play but it was necessary as the players often broke rules or scrums were required newcastle for holding a man down were penalised but the glebe kick went under the bar the northerners played up well but the quality of play was below expectation generally glebe had to defend for a few minutes and a free being given against them Bailey had a kick which just went outside a post. Rallying, Glebe took the ball to the other end where there was an exhilarating scramble and much of the play of the wildest possible description. Newcastle cleared their line and the game ended with the scores unaltered. South Sydney versus North Sydney Played on Birchgrove Park in the presence of a fair number of spectators and won by South Sydney by 11 to 7. Teams South Sydney a Conlin fullback, F Jarman, E Fry, F Story, T Anderson, three quarters, A Butler, J Levison, half backs, A Hennessy, J Cochrane, J Rosewell, J Davis, R Green, H Butler, forwards, North Sydney, W Whitfield, fullback, W Drummond, J Devereaux, J Matheson, W McCarthy, three quarters, S Dean, M Lyons, half backs, D. luke h glanville f notting e Boland, j kendall j cost forwards mr g boss was referee north sydney won the toss and chose the northern end rosewell kicked off for south sydney but the ball was returned and for a time souths were on the defensive for a breach of the rules south were penalised and glanville made no mistake north sydney two to nil from a scrum a penalty was given against north and H. Butler, from over halfway, kicked a splendid goal, making the scores even. Play continued fast, and South Sydney from a free had an easy chance of scoring, but Butler failed, although the attempt was by no means a bad one. An easy chance was given to Glanville to score from a mark, but he missed badly, and play was transferred to the North's territory. The game continued fast, and even until South Sydney pressing, anderson succeeded in getting over the line a butler failed at goal south sydney five to two the half-time whistle sounded soon afterwards soon after play was resumed notting secured and made a splendid run but was brought down after a hard struggle then Lutcher obtained and got across the attempt at goal failed scores five all north sydney were kept on the defensive for some time and their goal was in danger several times, until a good dribble by the forwards gave relief. Another rush by South Sydney ended in green scoring. The goal points were not added. South Sydney 8 to 5. North pressed hard, and from a free kick, Glanville sent up the red flag. South Sydney 8, North Sydney 7. From a scrum, H. Butler received the ball and scored, but the attempt at goal failed. The full-time whistle went immediately afterwards. South Sydney winning a capital game by eleven to seven. Balmain versus Western Suburbs played on Birchgrove Park and won by Balmain by twenty four to nil. Balmain, J. Regent, fullback, G. Wilcox, Fitzpatrick, A. Walker, T. Latter, three quarters, T. O'Donnell, A. Bryant, half backs, T. Apolloni, T. McFadden, W. Fisher, A. Dobbs, A. Ward, R. Graves, forwards. Western Suburbs, G. Duffin, Fullback, Blake, B. Duggan, T. Phelan, P. Franks, Three Quarters, R. Gormley, L. Gormley, Halfbacks, J. Abercrombie, T. Mount, J. Stack, E. Mead, W. Elliot, A. Brown, Forwards, Mr. Seabrook, Referee. The game opened in very lively fashion, both sides showing great willingness, and the ball travelled up and down the ground with great rapidity. From a scrum in Western Suburbs 25, Balmain secured, and after some splendid passing, latter secured and got across after a clever dodging run. The attempt at goal failed. Balmain 3 to nil. For illegal play, Balmain were penalised, and Elliot had the kick, but the ball went wide. Balmain kept Western Suburbs on the defensive, and from a scrum in the latter's corner, Graves secured and fell across the line. Latter failed at goal. Balmain 6 to nil exciting play followed balmain having the advantage but they missed an easy chance to score from a free kick right in front of their opponent's goal at half time the score was unaltered on resuming balmain had their opponents on the defensive play being mostly centered in the vicinity of western suburbs goals from a scrum latter obtained and dodging the western suburbs backs scored latter took the kick himself but failed to add the goal points balmain 9 to nil soon afterwards graves got another try and latter kicked the goal balmain 14 to nil wilcox a little later scored yet another try and latter converted balmain 19 to nil another goal for balmain was scored by fitzpatrick who also added the extras balmain thus won by 24 to nil end of part 10 End of the Birth of Professional Rugby League in Australia Read by Phil Benson in Sydney, Australia